This podcast contains adult situations, horror themes, and disturbing content, and may not be suitable for all audiences. Enjoy! Welcome, my darling, to episode 15 of the Blood Crow Stories. The decrease in experiments was very interesting. Your heart rate nearly fell completely. Tell me, my sweet subject, have you been going to like this? Fascinating. I'm sorry, everyone. I really lost it last time. And the these voices haven't stopped. It's, it's similar to what happened to Tommy and Aiden and everyone else. I feel like I've listened to these tapes too much, and I'm starting to hear the voice of... What was his name? Malsif. I feel like I'm hearing it everywhere, so I'm going to try to just get through these tapes today, uh, and then I think maybe I should talk to Chris and Amelia. This will be another personal tape. I'm finding it difficult to keep professional tapes as the time goes on. Previously, when any of my patients died, it was either in a prison fight or their own execution. That's not to say I think they deserved to die, but when one works in a criminal justice atmosphere, there's a level of pessimism that I feel was healthy for me to maintain. However, here, these are innocent people. Well, innocent at least in the eyes of the law. No one worthy of an execution. Yet bodies are stacking up around me, and many are my patients. I've come to feel responsible. With every one of my patients, I feel that Perhaps I could have done something to prevent it, but... It is useless. You never could have saved them. Sometimes it feels useless. Like nothing I could have done would have saved them. I think perhaps I need to lie down for a while. I haven't gotten much rest lately. And I'm sure it's giving me less control over my emotions. As I feel tired now, perhaps I can achieve some small nap. Good night. Oh, Dr. Wiseman. I understand so much about how you feel now, and the voice got to him too, unless I've just started imagining things in the tapes. Which is entirely possible. Maybe let's... uh, Let's just move on for now. Here, we've got a Josie. Yeah, she's a bit of a bright light for us. It's about time for the show to start. I fixed up everything tonight. I've got every single performer going. So far, it's going really well. And since I figure one day a big show like this could mean bigger and better things for me back on land, I want to document it. I don't think I can record the whole show. We're going all night. But I can record some of it for myself 
And also for you, Dr. Weissman. I know you wouldn't be caught dead at a big, loud show, but maybe you'll like this one. We even have a storyteller. It'll be like that talk radio you love so much. <laughs> Here, take a listen. Josie's tape is really, really long. So, I actually had some help this time. Chris and Amelia have changed their minds, sort of. And they think if they can help me speed up the process of making the show, then the sooner I'll be done with it. So they help me cut down Josie's show into just her performances and some backstage stuff. Here we go. The night's actually going really well, Josie. Good job. Oh, thank you, Michael. And thank you for giving me a chance. Well, honestly, all this dark shit that's been going on, your shows have been the one thing I see people excited over, over and over again for. What kind of stage manager would I be if I didn't capitalize on that? You got real talent, kid. Certainly don't deserve to be on this ship. Well, tell that to the people in New York that wouldn't hire me. <sighs> Those producers have a hard time looking at talent past skin tone. But you'll get there. Ladies like you come along once in a lifetime, and they'll see that. Thank you. That means a lot. You sure you don't want to perform tonight? I could always use your saxophone skills in my second number. <laughs> nah. These old hands don't play like they used to. I just play for myself now. I enjoy putting you, Jerry, Belinda, and all of them on stage to perform. It makes me feel like some, some kind of magician. I found this perfect combination of performers back home, and now every show we do leaves people with either a smile or a deep feeling in their hearts. I picked you all up from Chinatown, Queens, Lower Manhattan, because I knew no one had ever had such a soulful performance like this before. Those riches don't know how to get down where it's good, so I bring it to them. Makes the old man happy to still be bringing entertainment like this. Well, thank you for everything you've done for me and the show. And thank you for this opportunity. I really hope tonight I won't let you down. You've already impressed me, little one. <laughs> now, go out there and make them feel something. Yes, sir. Thank you, everyone. Wasn't he great? I tell ya, I see it from backstage, and I still don't know how he does it. <laughs> Let's have one more applause for Jerry the Magnificent. Now, I want to slow it down a little with my first song for you all this evening. And joining me is my wonderful pianist, Sammy. Give it up for Sammy. This song is very dear and special to me. I hope it will be to you too. Love is blind Still we're often told 
him yet He's the big affair I cannot forget Only man I ever think of with regret I'd like to ask
hauntingly beautiful. I'm so in awe of her. I just... Okay, you know what? Let's keep going, but I'm probably going to isolate that song and save a copy for myself. I know initially I've been very skeptical, not wanting to believe what Mr. Wilkerson, the coroner, thinks. It's just all very absurd. I've always cared for science more than superstitions. I even quit my parents' church when I was seven telling them I'd had enough fairy tales. I was a very stern child, but now, I'm not sure what I believe anymore. I've come through every single book I have, every past medical record. I can't find anything that explains this about the hearts. Something is going on here, and I'm beginning to feel that it's something science can't explain. Then, even if that's the case, how can we even protect ourselves? There's no flu shot equivalent of a disappearing heart. So this is against my better judgment. I'm going to go down to the morgue tonight since Mr. Wilkerson is at a dinner show. I'll do my own investigations. I just need to confirm things for myself before I go believing in crackpot conspiracies. Honestly, I relate to Dr. Johnson a lot here. If I was in his shoes, I'd be doing the exact same thing. I've heard precisely what's happening, and I don't even believe it still. I mean, where can you begin to prove the fantastical is happening, especially for someone like Dr. Johnson, who's not even religious? I mean, Nora and Aiden, they were both religious and just assumed he was a demon. Dr. Johnson believes in facts. But what if the facts are too much to comprehend or bear? How can you begin to understand things that seemingly are fantasy? I don't know. I don't know. But let's move on. There's a, there's a tape from Barry and Darla. Who knows? Maybe it can even make me laugh a little. I told you! I really didn't do it! That's what you always say. I know, but this time was different. Barry, I, I didn't feel right! You know me. I like taking out people that hurt us. This wasn't the same. This felt... scary. <sighs> Christ. I've been worried about this. Worried about what? You want to start over, but you can't let go of home. It's in your blood. No matter what, you can't change. What do you expect? I never had a choice. Pops was ten times harder on me than he was with you. Because you always cried about everything. Because we were kids. Yeah, and I learned real quick to keep my mouth shut or I got the bell. But being quiet ain't exactly ever been your strong suit. And being strong ain't never been your strong suit either. I did everything I had to. Always. You were always so sloppy, I had to clean it up. Queens would have had bodies all over the streets if I left you alone. Well, at least I did something. You wanted to sit behind a desk and bark orders. 
You got soft when Pops and Ma died. Because we could be. Ah, uh, we could have turned the whole thing over and left the instant they died. You're a fool if you think that. Lenny and Jones would have killed us flat for turning our backs on the family. Fuck them. You're the only family I give a shit about. You think I give a shit about any other but you? I stayed to keep you safe. I always understood the politics and how all that worked. You never did. You did the job, but you always had your head in the clouds. So why'd you even agree to come here, huh? Because I thought they can't find us here. What? Speak up, darling. Since when you've been quiet? Because they can't find us here, all right? I didn't want to stay head of the family. We didn't have a choice. But out here, the stupid boat, they can't get to us out here. Queens can burn for all I care. I just wanted to escape with my brother. Is that so hard to understand? No. No. Hey. Hey, I'm sorry, all right? I know. Come on, let's, let's go to that show. I don't want to miss a moment of Miss Valentine. I thought this was supposed to be an us evening. I ain't gonna take her in the back. No Johnny for you, neither. I just want to have dinner with my brother and listen to good music, okay? Hey, Dala. What? I am sorry. I love you too, Barry. Let's go. Max, I've been waiting outside for like ten minutes. Can you come on? Yeah, sorry. I'm almost done. It's going to be really strange if Amelia shows up to her own surprise birthday party and we aren't there. Okay, uh, can you get Nicole to delay her a bit? I, I promise, not much longer. <sighs> Fine, but only a little bit. Our nice evenings have been few and far between, and I want to fix that. I know. And that lack of nice evenings has been my fault, and I'm really sorry. This is really important to you, and I get that. I just want you to get you through the end of it so we can get back to normal. I know, I know! Look, I'm really sorry. I'm gonna go call Nicole. Thanks. Okay, um, a Mary tape. Yeah, that should be sweet. Let's do that. I've never... I mean, I don't... I don't know. <laughs> to be honest, I don't know either. What? Oh, goodness, we're gonna hurt ourselves or something. <laughs> it's, it's okay. How about we take a break for a minute and just breathe? so embarrassing. I mean, I finally... And then I, and then I don't even know how. <laughs> well, I'm sure it wasn't covered in your high school health class. <laughs> you know, you're actually quite fetching with that smarmy grin on your face. I suppose I just... I felt this way for so long, I figured that I would just know what to do. <laughs> well, it's different than what you know, so... <laughs> when I don't even know how to do that all that well. What do you mean? Uh, discussing my late husband isn't what I'd consider reasonable pillow talk with... What do I call you? That I'm girlfriend. It's juvenile, almost. You can call me that. I don't mind. And you can talk about all of that if you need to. I'm not exactly the jealous type. Well, fine, then. We'll go with girlfriend. And as for the rest, well, I mean, we, we only ever did it when we first got married. <laughs> and after that, maybe once or twice a year. <laughs> I told him I didn't want to risk having children before we were ready, and he was very agreeable to that. But, well, that means, well, I don't really have much experience in any of this. I know that I want you, and, and yet I just feel so completely ignorant on what to do about it. I know at least a couple things, but maybe we just find it all together. 
we can mess it up and laugh along the way. I don't think I could bear to be laughed at. It's not laughing at. Oh, Mary, you're so used to those people who just want to gossip and hurt others. Trust me, we will probably be very clumsy. And when we laugh, we're laughing together because it's funny. You really won't laugh at me for not knowing. Of course not. I care about you. I could never laugh at you. Thank you. Now come here. I know you at least know how to kiss. <laughs> well, of course. Okay, let's cut that there. I mean, I'm sure the show already has an explicit rating, but let's not push it too far. Why were they recording that? But that makes me really happy to hear Cindy being so supportive. Now, my first time was not at all with an understanding person. And trust me, you don't want to be with someone who isn't understanding. It just makes everything really weird. Anyway, this uh, this next file, I did some splicing a bit because Josie and Fiona had tapes that were going on at the same time. So I tried to uh, cut up their files so we could see what they both got going on. Oh man, I, uh, I hope I did this right. Thank you everyone. You've all been so wonderful tonight. Let's have another round of applause for all our performers. It's now time for our last number. <laughs> I know, I know. But don't worry, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> this song is a very special one to me. And so I hope you all sit back and enjoy. One, two, three, four. Somewhere waiting for me My lover stands on golden sands And watches the ships that go sailing Somewhere beyond the sea He's there watching for me if I could fly like birds on high, then straight to his arms I'd go sailing. It's far beyond the stars, it's near beyond the moon. I know beyond the doubt, my this week. I know it's been rough for you too, but you know, to be around the animals. It's okay. I mean, this is Reginald's family and friends. It would be terrible of me to neglect them. <laughs> well, I guess so. Uh, you sure you don't want to go up to that big fancy show? It's getting late. They're probably close to finished. Would you be able to go with me? Well, no. Well, I'm not allowed up there during fancy events. Then I'll stay down here. I can still hear the music anyway. 
Well, you really don't have to do that. What fun is watching a show if you can't be up there with me? Oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> See? It's fine. <coughs> Leo! <coughs> Leo! Something doesn't feel right. Here, here, sit down. I feel wrong inside. Oh, God, this hurts. Leo, what's happening to me? I, I don't know. Look at me. Look, look. I'll help you. You just got to tell me what's going on. so kind and sweet and she's been through a lot she didn't deserve I know I'm not the best man but I love her and that means protecting her and protecting her from whatever you are so you get out of her brain or, or whatever and fight me like a man oh that would be too easy and my full strength you wouldn't last a second you wanna bet I'll give you credit I like the fire in you it's almost a shame to kill you There's something in you, and he wants to hurt us, but it'll be okay, I promise. Leo, Leo, I can't control my hand, Leo. Leo, what is going on? It's okay, Fiona, it's okay. Look at me. I love you. I love you with all my soul. No matter what, we'll be okay. And we'll be in heaven together. I believe that. Painting. I think 
The voice is just, it's not gonna stop. It's gonna hurt everybody. Uh, I don't think I can keep going right now. Max, time's up. Let's go. I'll be in the car, okay? Yeah, I'm coming. Let me get everything turned off. Oh, I don't think he's done yet. Blood Crow Stories is produced by Ellie Collins and Scott Moore. Season 1, The SS Utopia, is written by Ellie Collins. Sound production by Scott Moore. Dr. Wiseman is played by David Benedict. Max is played by Evan Ivey. Tommy Washburn is Judson Ragsdale. Mary Washburn is Laura Hauser. Aidan Manis is Joe Ravenson. Nora is Emily Thomas. Penny Rutherford is Angel Ash. Leo Moretti is Charlie Close. Fiona Bedivere is Amanda Van Heil. Mel Seff is Eric Ravenscraft. Additional voices provided by Zachary Vaudo, Eric Green, Javakus Green, Audrey Statler, Lindsay Van Pelt, Leif Ballard, Arun Matthew, Daniel Van Heil, and Gray Lynn. Subscribe on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice and follow us on Twitter at TBCS Podcast, Instagram at The Blood Crow Stories and Facebook at facebook.com backslash the Blood Crow Stories. Find us on Patreon at patreon.com backslash the Blood Crow Stories to become a patron and receive behind-the-scenes access, bonus episodes, and monthly chats with cast and crew. This episode featured the Beyond the Sea performed by Gwen Hughes and the Retro Cats. You can find them online at www.gwenhughes.com. Facebook at Gwen Hughes Music. Twitter at Gwen Hughes Music. Instagram at Gwen Hughes Music.